In this bulletin, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese welcomes New Zealand's new leader. At least 28 people killed in an avalanche in Tibet. And in sport, an Australian player suspended from all rugby union-related activities. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Stephanie Corsetti. Chris Hipkins says he will conduct in-person talks with Australia's Anthony Albanese soon after his swearing-in as New Zealand's Prime Minister. Mr Hipkins emerged as the consensus candidate to follow Jacinda Ardern as Labor leader, and he will soon be ratified as Prime Minister. First elected to Parliament for the Labor Party in 2008, Mr Hipkins became a household name after being appointed Minister for COVID-19 in November 2020. Mr Hipkins, who is currently Minister for Police, Education and Public Service, as well as Leader of the House, told reporters he feels ready for the challenge. I'm really looking forward to the job. I'm feeling energised and enthusiastic uh, and I'm looking forward to getting into the work. So uh, I do want to to thank the people of New Zealand as well uh, for their patience during this process. I acknowledge that the resignation of a Prime Minister is a big thing. Mr Albanese wasted no time in beginning Trans-Tasman Dialogue, tweeting that he had a warm discussion with Mr Hipkins and was looking forward to working with him as Prime Minister. A Vietnam-era flamethrower, automatic firearms and a crossbow were among almost 18,000 weapons handed over in the first year of a national weapons amnesty in Australia. The program's annual report found 17,543 firearms and weapons were surrendered in the year to June 2022, along with 606 weapons, parts, including suppressors and magazines. More than 38% of the 247 people who forfeited weapons said they did not have a gun licence. Almost a quarter said they received the weapons as family heirlooms or from deceased estates. The amnesty was approved by the former federal government in 2019 and began in July 2021 due to COVID-19 delays. The United States Treasury Department will impose additional sanctions on the Russian private military company the Wagner Group that has been aiding Russia's military in its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby announced that the Treasury will designate Wagner as a significant transnational criminal organisation in the coming days. Mr Kirby says the US will also target those supporting the Wagner Group after it emerged North Korea was allegedly supporting it with weapons. Our message to any company that is considering providing support to Wagner is simply this. Wagner is a criminal organization that is continuing wide, I'm sorry, committing widespread atrocities and human rights abuses, and we will work relentlessly to identify, disrupt, expose, and target those who are assisting Wagner. A Russian court has dismissed a complaint by opposition leader Alexei Navalny about his prison conditions. Mr Navalny faced a judge via video link in Russia and claimed his placement in a punishment cell was illegal. The judge rejected his claim. The hearing took place amid reports on the deterioration of Mr Navalny's health. In Australia, protesters have gathered in Sydney and Melbourne to show support for Mr Navalny, including this man. Over the last few months, he has spent quite a lot of time in the punishment cell, uh, solitary confinement, uh, not able to uh, sleep. Uh, he is not even given uh, kind of winter shoes to uh, go uh, for a walk. And, uh, and as time goes by, his uh, condition is getting worse and worse. The death toll from an avalanche in the southwest of Tibet has increased to at least 28 people. 
Local authorities were working to excavate a passage and 53 survivors were found. Five suffered serious injuries, while people and vehicles were also left stranded. The avalanche happened between Pai Village in Main Ling County and Madog County on Tuesday. It was triggered by strong winds, but rescue work at the scene has now cleared. Thousands of people opposed to abortion have rallied in Washington for the 50th annual March for Life rally. It's a new chapter for the movement, which for decades has focused on overturning Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that recognised a woman's right to abortion. Abortion rights advocates were marking the occasion by reflecting on the enormous disruption in US reproductive health care over the last year. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre is calling for more legislation to protect access to abortion. We want to make sure that we continue to underscore the ongoing attacks on women's rights to make their own health care decision. This is something that the Biden-Harris administration has taken very seriously. Uh, this is something that you have heard us take action, executive action on. And this is something that an issue that we're going to continue to ask Congress to make sure that they take actions on this as well. Rugby union star Kurtley Beale has been granted bail on sexual assault charges. The 34-year-old had spent the night in custody after being charged over an incident alleged to have occurred involving a 28-year-old woman on a licensed premises on Beach Road in Bondi in Sydney's east on December the 17th last year. Beale faces one count of sexual intercourse without consent, one count of inciting another to sexually touch without consent and two counts of sexually touching another person without consent. Mr Beale's lawyer, Paul McGurr, says his client denies the charges. It's a plea not guilty. We'll get the brief of evidence and uh, we'll go from there. They uh, strongly denied the allegations uh, and that's all, as you understand, we can say at this stage. He must report to police every day as part of his bail. He's due back in court in March. And that's the latest from SBS News.